ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Liftoff. What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of Take It to the Tips. I am your host, Matt, as always. So here we go, show four. Welcome back. Um, getting back into it, last time we had our first guest on. We'll see plenty more of him in the future. And then any recent news going on. So basically, on socials, I, I dropped a picture of my awful shoulder mobility as well as my thoracic mobility which led to a lumbar compensation which back in the days gave me some back pain but i've started to work on that which is good again if i can't help myself how am i expected to help you so again always ask with any questions whether you be asking what the heck i'm doing on social media why am i posting this stuff and how how can this affect you or just like any questions that you have on uh, health fitness movements injuries anything like that additionally some other changes coming probably going to switch up the podcast a little bit the schedule is not going to change at all but there's going to be a little surprise coming up um which we will likely see next week and then coming up next month in april so it is march 3rd right now but in april got a florida golf trip coming up so there's going to be plenty of videos from that Uh, me and a couple of buddies heading down to florida and just getting away from Pennsylvania. But I'm sure once I go down there, it'll be like 70 degrees here, um, just because that's how it goes. Last year I went to Florida around the same time, and it was 45 to 50 degrees and windy and freezing and cloudy the whole time we were down there, because that's that's my luck, but enough about me. Uh, So last week we, obviously we had Jeff on, Jeff, uh, Kurtz, if you didn't listen, go back, take a listen. He's a certified uh, Titleist Performance Institute uh, clinician. So basically what we talked about there is how a TPI certified clinician or instructor can help you with your golf game, whether it be um, through a medical standpoint like Jeff and I, or just fitness or the golf swing, any of that stuff. There's a bunch of different TPI instructors that can help you. But specifically myself and Jeff, we can get your body, not that I'm TPI certified yet, but I will be soon in the future. But what we can work on is getting your body to a place that you have the mobility, the strength, um, the general fitness that you need to achieve a necessary golf swing. So that brings us perfectly right into this next episode where I'm going to talk about the biomechanics of the golf swing. So... Why is this important? Why is this important for training or practice? Why is it important for, for your performance? And then how can this potentially affect prevent injuries or rehab? So I'm going to break all of that down in the future, but today it's just the biomechanics of the golf swing. So we could set a nice layer, give you an idea of what a golf swing should really look like. Um, and then also in the future, because hearing me say it or just looking at my face as I'm saying it, is not the same as actually seeing it. So I know there's obviously different ways of learning. So in the future, I'll definitely be posting a video on my YouTube channel that is going to address essentially this whole episode of the biomechanics of the golf swing, but put it more in a video format that you kind of see what's going on if you don't really 
know all the words I'm saying, or you can't really just picture what's going on, it'll be, I'll, I'm going to post a whole video on it, real detailed, just to give you guys a better idea of what a general golf swing should look like. So I feel like most of the people that are going to be listening to this or watching it, you're not tour professionals. I can say that guaranteed. Um, so I think it's going to be really beneficial just to get a good handle on what the golf swing should feel like, what it should look like. And that's going to come in this episode as well as video format and in other areas uh, in the future of the podcast. So let's dive into it a little bit. Breaking down the swing initially, so there's a kind of classic viewpoint of the golf swing versus the modern golf swing. So initially, there was the classic quote-unquote golf swing was pretty much relied on like a very long, arcing, rhythmic swing. Um, less so power, more so just fluid long backswing coming through nice and easy that's why you hear i feel like all the older kind of players like if you're learning from just like an older guy that's on the course and you suck and he's pretty good he just says slow down your golf swing just relax come through nice and easy granted that's going to work but you're not going to name of the show is take it to the tips you're not going to be taking it to the tips with with that type of swing, I can tell you that right now. Unless you're like seven feet tall and you don't really need to develop a ton of power, you already have it and you just need to let your body do the work. So basically the modern golf swing, it relies on stored potential energy of the muscles extending to their lengths and then essentially violently contracting to launch the golf ball, basically. So looking at the segments of the golf swing, so we've got setup, takeaway, which is the backswing, the transition from the backswing to the downswing, the downswing, your impact, and then follow through. So diving into each one of those individually, we will start with the setup, obviously. So really the setup is just, it's going to give you a good base uh, and give you hopefully a repeatable base from which you can drive your power, generate it, and then bring it through the swing. So it's really important to have a repeatable golf swing. Um, and so whether I am a Titleist Performance Institute certified or not, or if I'm a Tour Pro, I can guarantee everybody will say the same thing. You need a reliable setup. Otherwise, you bring in so much more variability to your golf swing that can change from really change from swing to swing if your feet aren't set up in the same direction or if your just general um generally just the way that you kind of set up to the ball your routine that's what i'm looking for your routine if your routine is different you're gonna have a different swing every time um it's hard to just continue talking minute after minute second after second so we got there don't worry it's all good anyway the setup so like I said, you want a repeatable, um, good base that you can start from every time and then generate your power through that swing. Essentially what the setup should look like, have a slight knee bend, about 45 degrees of kind of lumbar, so low back flexion, your lead foot slightly tilted th toward the target. You kind of set up here, the rest of the body is really going to fall into place. Um, and again, this is where the video of what's going on and or pictures that I'll insert here are going to help as well. So if you're just listening, great. If not, 
go over to the YouTube channel, which will be up in probably another week or two, um, just until I edit this video. Um, so check that out. It will definitely help you, but continue to listen. And then getting into the backswing, this is where we kind of begin to build up the power that will allow for a powerful downswing. So looking at the initial takeaway, so the force through the ground that your body is applying to the ground, so ground reaction forces, causes essentially a backwards push of your foot. And then, so a backwards push of your trailing foot and then an anterior or forward force of your lead foot. So if you think it, it, you're basically rotating in a clockwise direction is what your body's doing based on the forces that you're applying to the ground and they are applying to you. So when this clockwise motion begins, that starts your rotation of the pelvis. So if you think about your hips opening up, think about the way they're turning in a regular golf swing. They're turning in a clockwise direction. And then you start to load and shift some of the weight onto your lagging leg or your back leg. Eventually, once you get to the top of the backswing, so you want your lead arm fully extended. So if you are a righty, you want your left arm fully extended. If you are a lefty, it's the opposite. Your thoracic spine should be fully rotated and cocked at this point. So your T-spine or thoracic spine <clears throat> is the middle of your back. Generally, not. Uh, it's a pretty stable um, area of the spine. Doesn't do a ton of movement, but is absolutely crucial in the golf swing for rotation. And then the pelvis will continue to rotate, and all of this rotation is going to allow for generally just stored potential energy that's going to help in the future. So, in this section as well, so being at the top of your backswing. Your thoracic spine is going to be double, double the uh, rotation of your pelvis. So limiting the rotation of this of the pelvis versus your thoracic spine, it allows for an increased elastic stretch of muscles like your glutes, your core, your lats. So if there's more tension on these muscles, there's more power that can be released and forcefully brought through on the downswing, which is going to give you more energy, take it to the tips, there we go. Um, and what this is referred to, it's referred to as the shortened cycle or stretch shortened cycle. So muscles are, they're going to expand to a point, building up their potential energy, and then they're gonna want to return to their resting state just because they want to get back to that comfortable position. Um, think if you are standing and you're really tired and you just wanna lay back down that's what your muscles want to do. They don't want to be, they don't want to be stretched. They don't want to be stressed. They just want to get back into a relaxing position. And by allowing that to happen, they're going to shorten, contract, and allow you to develop the power on your downswing. So when you look at this, this change between your thoracic spine and the limited rotation of the pelvis, uh, players can actually increase their swing and their ball velocity which leads to distance, like I was kind of explaining a couple sentences ago, basically. So there's limited data on what's going on here, but the quality kind of, or limited 
limited and, and low quality type of data on this, but it does make sense if you think about it. If there is more of a stretch, more tension, if you think of a rubber band, if you're just putting a little bit of stress on it, you're not really turning the whole thing or stretching it much and you let it go, it's not gonna be as much of a powerful kind of snap. But if you pull them and pull and pull and pull, eventually you don't wanna push any further and cause injury. But the more you pull that rubber band, the more power it's gonna have at the end once you kind of let it snap back together. So that's essentially how this works with more of a rotation in the thoracic spine, limiting the rotation of the pelvis. Those muscles get expanded more, allowing for a more forceful downswing. And then diving right into the downswing. So your downswing is initiated by your glutes, so your butt muscles, as well as your quads, which is on the front of your leg. So they're the big ones that start this. And research shows that players that are able to incorporate an increased lower extremity activation in the swing, they're gonna achieve greater club head velocities at impact, which you guessed it, it's gonna give you more distance. So with the trail leg extending, um, your glutes and quads, they're gonna push it back. And this is something that I can really show. I kinda had to go through it myself. Um, so the forces there that are in extending forces, the pelvis is then going to be forced to shift because of the movements of that trail leg. The pelvis is gonna start shifting towards the target or your lead foot um, based on what your trail leg is doing. So you think extend that trail leg, glutes fire, quads fire, your body automatically has to shift your pelvis towards the target, which becomes the goal. And then this likely provides for the greatest explosive factor in the golf swing. So you think about it, your glutes and your quads are two of the most powerful, strongest muscle groups in the body. So if, if they're able to work at their full kind of power, then if they're used efficiently, they can really, really increase your uh, ability to kind of get that distance and um, create the most powerful, most powerful golf swing you can if those crucial muscles are activated correctly. So when you think about it, there's other kind of lower extremity muscles that are working in the golf swing, but a lot of those are kind of tiny ones that wouldn't do as much. So as your glutes and your quads fire, the rest of the body starts to unwind your thorax, thoracic spine, shoulders, wrists, and then followed by the hand and the club. They start to come down through that downswing. And the whole process is proximal to distal or inside to out. So you think about it, the hips start the downswing and then it is your thorax, so it moves up, then it moves out even more to the shoulders, out even more to the elbows and wrists, out even more to the hands and to the club. So inside to out on the downswing, and that's how you should think of your process and the sequence as you approach your downswing, and essentially the opposite for the uh, takeaway. And this progression is seen in 75% of quote unquote skilled golfers. So you want this progression. Otherwise you're probably doing something wrong. Um, obviously there's exceptions to the rule, but as a general rule, thinking about the golf swing, if you're just starting, if you're having trouble kind of getting into it, the progression is inside 
to out for the downswing. All right. Looking a little bit further down, downstream a little bit, so getting to those more outer areas, we're looking at the lead wrist and then the club. So that should really come down to form an angle of around 90 degrees as essentially as the club reaches horizontal to the ground. You're going to get to this 90 degree mark of the wrist and the club. And then your lead forearm, so your left arm in a righty, is going to start and turn over. So essentially supinate, which means it's going to roll over and your palm's going to start to turn up. And your trail arm is going to do the opposite. So it's going to pronate, palm's going to turn down. So lead arm begins to open, trail arm begins to close, turn over. And this is as the club reaches horizontal to the ground, almost getting to impact. But what more research shows is that when you're getting to this point, the longer you can kind of keep your wrist cocked into radial deviation, which is the thumbs. Think about your wrists and you turn your thumbs in towards each other. That is radial deviation. Um, so that's essentially your wrist cocking. And the longer that you can hold that radial deviation, the more kind of angular velocity you're going to have of the golf swing and the golf ball at impact. So essentially what this is in layman's terms is don't flip your wrists. So you want to keep them kind of cocking that position. Don't let the wrist just flop through because you're going to lose. You're going to make poor contact with the ball and then you're just not going to have uh, the same power you would if you were to um, keep those wrists cocked in that radial deviation position for as long as possible. And then finally, we get to the impact of the golf ball. So once we get to this point, your pelvis has essentially rotated about a total from start to finish, about 90 degrees from start to impact, not start to finish, but your pelvis has rotated about a full 90 degrees and is now open towards the target. Your thorax has rotated about the same, maybe a little bit more, and is also open towards the target, though at this point not as much as your pelvis, if you think about it. And then looking at the follow through, so after, right after impact, the thorax continues to rotate and open towards the target. Your back actually extends and goes a little bit into hyperextension um, of the low back. Your trail shoulder should point towards the target as well. Hand should be high above your head. And you're at a pretty good, pretty good point after follow through. And that's most of the golf swing. That's pretty much it. Now, like I said, there's a lot of complicated stuff going on, going on in there. Ground reaction forces, supination, pronation, um, moment arms, other stuff like that. So like I said, I'm going to explain it again in a full video. So I'll probably take my own swing and, or I'll take somebody who is really good at golf. I might take their swing and I'm going to break this down much more clearer for you guys, because I know it's not just easy to think about it, listen, and also develop a mental image while I'm going through all of this. But that should give you a decent idea of what the golf swing should look like. So you think about it, we'll try and summarize it really quick. So you got to get into the setup. You want to establish a quick repeatable base from which you can generate power. You want to be able to have a good routine 
eliminate variables every time you approach the ball. Backswing and downswing, it's going to start. Backswing is distal to proximal. So club, hands, wrist, thorax, hips. And then it's going to be opposite on the way down. Hips are going to release. Torso is going to start to unwind. Shoulders are going to unwind. Hands are going to come through. Clubs are going to come through. Okay, so proximal to distal, which is out to in, and then in to out for the backswing. Okay. Getting an impact, everything kind of starts turning. Before you get to the impact, though, remember holding on to those wrists being cocked as long as possible is going to increase your angular velocity at the ball. In layman's terms, don't flip the wrists. It's going to give you a better ball contact and more power. So then going through in impact, like I said, pelvis continues to open, thorax opens, the club's coming through the ball, going through follow through right after impact, your thorax continues to rotate, back extends into slight hyperextension, your lagging shoulder should be pointing towards the target, hands high above the head. That's a general breakdown. Now again, this is at a level that is totally basic. I'm not trying to help you with your golf swing. I'm not a swing coach, but this is essentially what should be going on with your golf swing and is verified through research. So I didn't just pull this out of my, you know, it's research-based and it sh should be what your golf swing generally should look like. Now, obviously not every golf swing is going to look perfect. There is no perfect golf swing. But as long as you get a lot of these components down, you should be doing pretty good. And again, as a TPI certified professional in the future, literally coming up in a couple months, so that's why I keep saying it, um, I'm here to help you get your body to a point where you can achieve all of these positions. To further assist you guys, I'll release more of a detailed video to better explain some of this stuff. Like it, It's just hard to explain what's going on in your head as I speak. And, and then next show... I haven't really decided yet because it's a little bit more of a surprise. Like I said in the beginning of this show, we're going to switch things up a little bit. So we're going to go from there. Uh, stay tuned. And I realized I didn't plug my socials. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, make sure you continue to follow me on the journey. I'm posting a bit more, uh, more... More scheduled, essentially, so there's more, you know, when stuff's going to come out, whether it be on Insta, good old TikTok. You know, what? I'm not going to lie. I don't hate TikTok as much because you can put music on your stuff, which is kind of cool, but I'm not a big Gen Z fan, <laughs> all right? Anyway, I'm not going to get political, but so continue to follow the journey. Um, just going to progress from here. We got the golf trip coming up. We've got a surprise in store for the podcast. Make sure you follow me on YouTube at DM Golf, um, Facebook also at DM Golf, Twitter is Doc Marags, and then TikTok and I can't believe I even say that. TikTok and Instagram are both at Doc Marags Golf. That is it. I hope I didn't confuse you guys too much, but like I said, if I did, there's a video coming through that's going to help you with all of it. It won't be released with this episode, but it will be 
on the YouTube channel in the future. All right. So I'll see you guys next week. The weather's starting to turn, at least up here in the Northeast. It was above 50 today, which is sick. And um, enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Enjoy the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Okay. Peace.